You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode, an emergency episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, love an emergency. You know, always a good, always good to get a text from Kyle that says we may have to emergency pod. We may um, have to, and and we did. So here we are. News came out uh, moments ago. We're recording this on Monday afternoon that the Timberwolves have agreed with Denver Nuggets president of basketball operations, Tim, or sorry, Nuggets president Tim Conley, to become the Timberwolves' new president of basketball operations to a five-year, forty million dollar deal. With a kicker in equity, dun dun dun. Um, the news comes after uh, last week. There started to be some reports that the Wolves were going after, uh, you know, one of the top, um, pre- you know, like for, for that role they wanted a top tier guy, and they they listed out some names, and then Tim Connolly's name emerged as kind of the leader of the pack. And it only took about a week. Um, the news likely means that that Sasha Gupta will be the the second man in charge in Minnesota. Um, of course, there hasn't really been a, a formal statement from the team, just reports from um, the usuals, uh, John Krasinski, Shams, and um, uh, Woj. But uh, I guess like initial thoughts f- from from the announcement and the move? I mean, I think, I think it's a good move. Um, I have a bit of a hard time getting too excited about an executive hire um, just because I... You know, I, I just wonder, like, I know that, like, executives have a huge ability to screw up teams, but I wonder, like, what the what the difference is between somebody who just, like, runs an organization competently versus somebody who is, like, supposedly, like, very good at running. It's yeah. like, I think, I think the margins get smaller the higher up in quality you go. So I think, like, I, I don't know, but I don't want to nitpick. Like, I think that it is 
a definitely a good move. If you're going to say, if you're going to go out and say, we're going to get a top tier executive to run the wolves, Tim Connolly is like the kind of guy who fits that bill. Like, I don't think anybody will argue that he's a top tier executive. He's made the nuggets a very, very stable and respectable franchise. That's been in contention many years. A lot of that is probably tied to drafting Jokic. Um, you can kind of look at some of the other things they've done and go, eh, Maybe that wasn't quite as good. Um, but I think he immediately brings a credibility to the Wolves that they have been lacking. You heard stuff like when Gerson was with the team about other the Wolves being difficult to negotiate with or, or like Gerson just kind of putting in a lot of kind of bogus trade calls, like stuff like that. Like that's not happening anymore. Um, the You assume there's a lot of long-term stability. I really like the inclusion of equity in his deal. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially for new ownership groups. So, I mean, I hope that he's able to kind of steer the ship for a long time. I feel a little bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like you want to be an organization where people can succeed in-house. Yeah. At the same time, I do understand why they wanted to go get Connolly. Yeah. And I think, um, like more than anything and, and like, I mean, I, it kind of goes back to the Tibbs hiring a little bit where the, like the big thing is that you felt like the Timberwolves finally arrived as like a respected franchise around the league when like big time, you know, names were like being big time connected Tom. to the, right. <laughs> we're being connected to the Timberwolves. Yeah. Tibbs was way different though, because no other team wanted to give him both the POB and the head coaching job. Right. And we were willing yep. to where this is actually pretty unique because the nuggets, I mean, I think most people would argue have a brighter future than the Timberwolves do. Yeah. Probably. Um, they, they have the back-to-back MVP winner. Um, and for a guy that has put all that blueprint together to go to a Western conference rival, um, obviously the money helps and, and the equity certainly helps. Um, but like for him to even consider and take that call with the Timberwolves, I think probably says where he thinks the new ownership group is and where he thinks like the team totally. and, and the, and the blueprint is. So um, like, you know, I think that says probably more about the Timberwolves than it does Conley. Um, but well, but like, you put yourself in the position, like, like if you think about Connolly, like it's, it's good that he's a guy who's interested in doing that, you know? Yeah. Like if you think about, you, you know, taking a job that like pays more, but is for an organization that's in worse shape. And like, it's your job to kind of come in and fix that. Like there's a certain type of person that that's really appealing to. And I, it, it's good to have those guys around. So I think it, it, you're right. It does say more about the wolves than it does about Connolly and kind of how they're becoming more credible, et cetera. But I think it also says something about Connolly. Yeah. Um, just a quick background for, for Tim Connolly, um, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, attended Fordham university, uh, was with the wizards, um, as a full-time scout in 2000, uh, in 2010, he joined the, uh, new Orleans Hornets in their front office. And he became the assistant general manager under Dell Demps. Then in 2013, he was named executive vice president of basketball operations and general manager of the Denver nuggets. Uh, and I mean, last year he finished ninth, place in the executive of, of the year award, which certainly probably doesn't do him justice. Um, but some of the moves, obviously we've talked about like, um, 
and the thing is like there's hits and misses, right? Like he get he gets Jamal Murray and he gets Jokic, which which you know, as a second rounder, which is huge. He turns Doug McDermott and Anthony Randolph into Gary Harris, Joseph Nurkic, and a second round pick. Um so I think there's like a, a, a lot of moves that he's made that you know you're like, oh wow, these yeah, are totally. really good moves. Of course there's misses too, right? Like um he his first year he drafted Rudy Gobert and then traded Rudy Gobert for Eric Green and Cash. Um, so, but but for the most part, like, he's got his fingerprints all over the the, the identity of the Nuggets, and um, how much of that stems from getting lucky with a guy like Jokic? Yeah, sure, but, like, you can say that about every single successful GM in the league, right? Like, yep. how much does it, you know, take to get the, you know, you oh, yeah, you're, you're the Warriors. You got lucky drafting Steph Curry. Well, yeah, sure. Um, six of their teams passed on in Minnesota twice. So, um yeah, I, I think like overall, um, I, I really like it and like his history and um, everything. I mean, I, I do worry about like the Gupta thing. I, I hope that I hope that they went about that conversation yeah, in a same. delicate and respectful manner of like trying to loop him in along the way and like making it very clear to him what his role will be when Connolly comes along, um, rather than just being like, "Oh, surprise! We have you have a new boss and you yeah, know, follow yeah. follow his orders and blah blah blah." So hopefully it was more of a collaboration. Yep. I totally agree. Cause I think Gupta is a really useful guy to have around. Oh, for sure. Um, and the moves he's made, you definitely want to try and keep him. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, a few other notes from the, the article from Krasinski, uh, why was the, the salary so, uh, special or, uh, stick, stick out? Well, the new contract more than doubled his salary with the nuggets. Um, and you know, I, I think it, it basically with with the uh incentive as as part of the equity um there's a lot of money to be had and made yep. there so you, you think long term um but yeah like he, he's been a scout for pretty much his whole career um the the nuggets like even this year without murray and without um porter like they were able to get a 48 and 34 record better than the timberwolves and the timberwolves had pretty pretty yep. strong health the entire way so um yeah it's uh I mean, I, I think like it, it's, it's a look at like, uh, there's so many different angles, I guess, for this, like there's like the Gupta and, um, I think like you kind of nailed it right away when you hire someone like Tim Conley, it's like, Oh my God, he's going to come in. You're going to make all these moves. And it's like, well, what moves are we really going to make? Right. Like, I don't know. Like we're, we're not still doing, like, operating within the same constraints we've been talking about. For yeah. Like, like, there's, like, there, there, there's no big moves to really be magic had. button. Right. Um, but more than anything, I think it speaks to like a Conley's desire to uh, like a new challenge. And obviously a lot of money helps it's ownerships. Um, you know, Mark Lowry and Alex Rodriguez, they're th- them seeing an opportunity to get someone that, that makes it look like they, they know what they're doing as owners. Um, and then I think from just like a fan base, it's like, yeah, like this, it, like you, you got the guy, like you're getting the guy that, that, put together the the blueprint in Denver and he's on to his next challenge. And I think, um, I don't know if that means anything for what, like what, what sure. would he do that the like, Gupta won't do? I have no idea. Right. That's like, my question. But the, the thing that appeals to me about Connolly specifically is the way that he was really intentional about building that roster to maximize Jokic. So whether or not you think that cat or Ant is kind of the pillar the franchise cornerstone, like, you know, Connolly will come in, make a decision and then really build around that guy. I think some of the other names that were listed, like 
you know, like Gerson came from this Daryl Morey kind of mindset that was really all about star hunting. Um, Obviously, Daryl Morey has that mindset if the Wolves were going to try and poach him, um, which was a name that got floated. So, But I'm glad that they went with Connolly because I think for a small market team like the Wolves, it's better to build around your stars that you have in the building and really try to maximize them instead of just like constantly hunting for the big stars, because like we've just seen that not work out a lot of times. So I'm glad, I think it would have been very splashy for the wolves to get a GM who was going to, or a president of basketball operations, who was going to come in right away and say, we're going to go star hunting. Like we want a ton of big names, like et cetera, et cetera. And I think hopefully Connolly's approach will be a little bit more pragmatic given that it's pretty hard to get people to come to play in Minnesota and the wolves already have some talent in the building. Yeah, no, he's, he's walking into a situation that's, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, not a bad situation. No, I think no, we're underselling it a little bit. No, 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 no. I, that's, I guess that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it like, I, I'm kind of on the opposite end where like, I really like the move. I, I do a lot, mm-hmm. but also like, normally when you see these moves, you, you see like the open slate of a team, like a guy coming in being right. like, Hey, like D- Daryl Morey joined Philadelphia knowing that like he had a lot of work to do. And also like, there's like this whole Ben Simmons debacle, right? Yeah. Like there's moves to be made where I look at the Timberwolves and I'm like, I I don't see a lot of moves to be made. So like, I, I guess like on the surface, there, there's certainly like those, those minor fringe moves. Um, but yeah, so it's, I think it's unique to see a move like this where like he's not coming into a situation that needs someone to monitor ASAP. He's coming into a situation where like, he can like assess and take a look at it. And obviously it's a team he knows very well because yeah, uh, right. you know these teams have been been pretty close in the standings over the last few years. So maybe um, but maybe there are moves. You know, like maybe we're just not Yeah. Maybe our perception of where the wolves are at is different than Connolly's and I'm really curious like how much that I'm sure I mean I'm sure that came up in the interview and I'm curious how much that affected the decision is like all right like what do you really think like where are the wolves like are we a couple of we say fringe pieces but we've talked at length about how important those fringe pieces can be like are we a couple of kind of spots four through seven contributors away from like really contending or do you think like one of these big stars like just can't need to move I mean, does D'Lo need to move? I mean, probably D'Lo needs to move. Probably Kat it seems like the move, D'Lo it's, for sure. Yeah, but you know, like I don't know. So maybe his read on the situation is just totally different. So I think it'll be really. Int- it's always interesting to get a new person in the building, just because of that. Like, I'm just curious, like what he says in his opening press conference, what he thinks, like what some of his first moves are, like what he does in the draft. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and like j- from from the Denver standpoint, I think it's easy to be like, oh man, the you know Nuggets are losing their guy. What does it say about them? Um, the reports coming out are that like the the Nuggets were ex- like they were expecting this move to happen. Yeah. And Kelvin Booth, who's been a candidate for many general manager and ba- president of basketball operation jobs for the years, he's a- he's expected to lead the basketball operations for the Nuggets moving forward. So um, as uh, Mark Stein reported Kevin Booth's presence as a ready-made successor made the likely outcome. If Minnesota's deal proved too rich for Conley to refuse. And Got it was, it. so it. it seemed like the nuggets were like, okay, if they hit this mark, we're totally good with giving Kelvin Booth 
the keys to run this ship. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's plenty, um, capable. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I'm really excited to kind of watch his opening presser and, um, I'm excited because I, I do think like the big move is the D'Angelo Russell move and like what yep. he decides to do. Um, and I think that that's where you go different, right? You look at how the Nuggets built their team through the draft and through like strategic trades where you look at the, the Gerson move, right? And like today we were going to talk about Andrew Wiggins and, and, and his, um, successful playoff run with the Warriors. And we probably won't get yeah. to get to that today, but like, that's where I, I look at like the difference. You look at difference in, in styles. And I think Conley got the Nuggets so successful because he's at a place from like the homegrown talent and making moves on the fringes from there where, you know, like every podcast you listen to today about the NBA playoffs is talking about Wiggins and his huge game three against the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. And none of those podcasts fail to mention that, you know, the, the Timberwolves and Warriors trade was a disaster for the Wolves. Every single right. podcast mentions right. that, right? And it's like, yeah, oh my God, can you believe the Timberwolves gave up Andrew Wiggins, 40 Angelo, so, and they also gave up Jonathan Kaminga? Like, the pick it's that so was... And, and I think, like, a year ago, we were like, oh, yeah, like, that could go either way, but it's like, now in the playoffs, it's like, oh, no, this is fucking exactly what Golden State wanted. And yeah, because Wiggins is better than D'Lo. Yeah, straight and up. That's that's the problem. And I guess, and then... if, if it wasn't if, here, though. And if I agree, but if you're a Timberwolves fan and your excuse is, well, you know, he wouldn't have worked here anyways. It's like, well, sure, but you still gave up him and the seventh pick for D'Angelo Russell. Like, I, yeah, I think I think the trade and like in retrospect is just as much of an indictment of how the Wolves like treated and used wigs as it is like, you know, what they got for him because yeah. the Wolves like drove his value into the dirt and then traded him at that value, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, it's the Wolves' fault, and it was a very unstable time in the franchise's history, but it's the Wolves' fault for not thinking creatively about, like, what Wiggins could be and, like, not making him engage on defense. Like, he's been awesome on defense. And, like, I don't know what it is, like, whether it was the team culture, whether it was Cat, whether it was the coaching, whether it was Jimmy, although Jimmy and Wiggs were always fine. Yeah. Um, some some combination of the above like i don't i don't think the deal like when it happened yeah it's like hard to look back on it because the way that wigs was thought out thought of around the league was just like it was just like a classic like buy low yeah on the warriors and the warriors like knew what they had in russell and the wolves did not apparently knew what they had in wiggins and the Warriors just like took advantage of it so it's I think it's like it sucks, but it's like not that complicated. It's just like the Wolves just screwed up the Wiggins thing, like from the jump. Yeah, no, you know, I, everything I, they did, like from giving him that contract to like how they used him in games to like how they treated him in the media. It, it's all it was all just bad. And the Warriors like put this environment around him that allowed him to succeed and become like the player that everybody like always said they knew was in there. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy for him because like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting. It is. I, th I think yeah, looking at him, um, looking at him, like succeed in Golden State, and like Wiggins is never going to be like, you know, he's not going to be, be the number one pick, right? Like he's always probably going to be a little disappointing when you look at his overall career. Sure. But like yep. he's doing the things in Golden State right now, exactly what we all said he would do if he was surrounded and like given the freedom to like. He doesn't need to be the guy. He can just right. be a guy and try to figure it out. I mean, this um, is like the third or fourth guy thing, right? Yeah. 
like everybody's just like you can't be the third or fourth guy when you're the number one pick on on that team. But then when you go to a different team and like you no longer have that baggage and people said this would happen around the time of the trade, like when you lose that baggage of being the number one pick, everything gets easier. It's true. It's true. Um, But yeah, okay. so um, that that's kind of the pod. I don't I don't really have much else. Um, We'll we'll know more later. But Tim Connolly, president of basketball operations, um, if you look at the history of um leaders in the front office he's number 13 um bill mckinney jim brewer jack mcclowski kevin McHale, jim stack david Kahn, flip saunders milt newton tom thibodeau scott Layden. um of course they did so together and then scott took over after gerson Later. rosas sashin gupta and now we are on tim Connolly. so um, still on the staff um i don't that's a, i think his last year might have been last like last okay. year he just was um, chilling for a very, very. He long was time. he was very much like on the page. It, it reminds me of uh, when um, uh, Rick Adelman stepped down from the Timberwolves, sure. Um, which was like basically he got fired, but they didn't want to say he got fired, so they ended up uh, like making him an, a special advisor to the team. So I remember he'd come to like a practice every now and then and just watch, and it was really weird because it was like you yeah. don't actually do you, you don't actually do anything. You just want to collect yeah. your check. Um, All right, Julian. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back either later this week or sometime next week to talk more about um, the the Wolves. We have some free agent stuff to talk about as well. So um, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.